Welcome to the Horror Comics Podcast. I'm Chris, and thank you for coming back and listening. I appreciate you uh, supporting the show. Very excited on this episode to to conclude our coverage uh, with Joey Casco of the Hill House Comics horror line. Uh, we did not cover Daphne Byrne because we just didn't really like that one that much, so... Uh, no offense to anybody that did. We just weren't really connecting with it. And we didn't want to sit here and just, you know, talk about how much we didn't like it. So uh, we're wrapping up our coverage, which has included every one of the Hill House comics except for Daphne Byrne. And this will be wrapping it up with the final issue of Plunge. And uh, I'm excited to see if they bring this line, you know, back around because it's been a, I think overall it's been a really good line of comics and uh, just a fun, you know, out of the gates, mini series focused story focused, uh, you know, line of just anthology, not anthology in in and of itself, but as an idea, as a line, it really is all these just different stories that get told. And I think it's really cool, but, um, I this is the very first episode where I get to fully announce that Horror Comics Podcast, the Horror Comics Podcast, is I'm I'm proud to say uh, now a part of the Squadcast Media family, and uh, it's it's so awesome of them to bring me under their umbrella, if you will. But um, so happy to be, par- to be a part of that. And uh, Squadcast Media includes the DC Film Squadcast, DC Comics Squadcast, DC TV Squadcast, Fans Without Borders, Marvel Comics Squadcast, and now Horror, Horror Comics Podcast. Here I am. Oh my God. Good golly. But we also have a Patreon that supports the entire network. And that is patreon.com slash squadcast media. On there, you're going to find uh, extra shows like comic book movie re- reviews, uh, and like starting from like the very first theatrically released comic book movie reviews, uh, going to the newest ones, and it kind of goes back and forth. But there's like Oh my God, there's almost 40 of those now. There might be actually more than that, but there's also just extra comic book reviews, non-comic book movie reviews, uh, pre and post show conversations, very uncensored kind of things. I do uh, comic uh, 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 action figure unboxing uh, videos. Uh, Jordan from DC Comics Squadcast, I do that show with, he has Comics Corner and uh, does very different things with that. Uh, and there's just lots of different things to choose from there. So I will be actually contributing to that as well uh, through Horror Comics. So uh, thank you all so much for supporting the show this far. And uh, if you're interested in participating in that Patreon, again, it is Squadcast Media, uh, or it's patreon.com slash Squadcast Media. And again, it, it supports the whole network. It supports this show and... Uh, I can't wait to uh, start taking part in the horror comics side of that Patreon account. And uh, I can't thank the uh, the Squadcast Media family uh, enough for bringing this show into that. 
and that's that's awesome. I'm very excited. They um, were very uh, very generous to do so and to just also let this show be what it has been, which is you know, whatever it has been, which is just kind of all over the place with horror comics, whether it be like the sort of radio play stuff or just uh, talking about the new horror comics like we're about to do or, you know, just having my friends on. Uh, like I, I regularly talk to uh, Joey Casco, obviously, who you're about to hear. He has the Grapes and Capes podcast. We've got uh, Eric from the Legendary Geek Outs. And uh, our friend uh, Crumbs will be making an appearance too. And then there's Mike that also does the Grapes and Capes uh, podcast there. Uh, we've lovingly called our little group of friends the uh, TPG. You'll figure out what all that means later. Um, but it's awesome. It's just a good group of friends to also help promote each other there. That's been fun to kind of like, we, we've always been on each other's shows. So to join Squadcast Media and introduce you new listeners who may be here to my friends that have come before uh, is going to be a blast. And I, I just can't wait. Uh, it's been such a, it's been such a fun uh, journey to get here. And I can't wait to bring the squad cast crew. Uh, hopefully whoever wants to into the horror comics realm. I know I've already talked to uh, a couple of people, especially Jordan and Tim about coming on to talk some horror comics. So We'll uh, get that set up. But yeah, so big shout out to Squadcast Media because this is the first official episode under Squadcast Media umbrella. So thank you all. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, obviously, you can find me on Twitter at HorrorComicsPod or you can email me at HorrorComicsPodcast at gmail.com. Now, as we've always done, but again, for new listeners, I do accept like your real life uh, ghost stories or haunted stories or whatever you want to call these experiences. I am so into that shit and I want to hear your stories of that. And if you want to remain anonymous, you just send me an email or a Twitter direct message and, and just say anonymous and I will not mention your name. Uh, I'll just tell the story or if you don't, if you want me to say your name and tell the story, I'll do that too. It doesn't matter. Just let me know. But I want to share that on this show along with talking about horror comics and horror movies and all these different things. I want it to be kind of all encompassing and horror comics podcast, just being the name that embraces all of these details. So please, please, please send in some show mail that I can read uh, and on Halloween, like last Halloween, I did the Halloween special and I had several different stories and listeners even sent in like uh, voicemails uh, of them narrating their own story. And I added a little bit of creepy little background music to it. And I think it turned out really well. So feel free to send it however you want, whether it be audio, uh, text for me to read. I would love to make that a segment of this show. Um you know, alongside, you know, just reading show mail, if you just want it to be mail that's read on the show, or, uh, and also alongside the comics and whatnot. So, um, anyway, all that just to say, I'm just, I know all that is for new listeners, and uh, I just appreciate you all listening and supporting the show. So, uh, without further ado, we are going to wrap up the Hill House Comics line with Joey Casco talking about Plunge number six. 
Okay, dude. Yeah. yeah. Last one. Here we Last go, man. This one. is this is it. We're wrapping it up the uh the 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 Hill House comics, man. Uh it's Shit. it's crazy. I know we're we're a little bit behind on actually covering this, but it's like it doesn't matter because there's nothing to it matters, but it's it, there's nothing to really like have to catch up on later cuz like you said it's the end. It's like it's kind of bittersweet. I don't want it to end because I've liked these books so much. But, uh, yeah, what? Uh, how's it been going? What are your thoughts on, I guess, we do have some news. I don't know if you want to talk about the, the collect editions or what. Either way, just catch me up, man. How you been doing? And then let's just go from there. Um, I've been great. Um, and how have you been? <laughs> I, great. You know, same. Just great. dealing with the kid. Uh, you know, he's oh, back in school, yeah. so that started, and we're, we're just is getting in really? the groove. He's used to it, but I'm not still. So, oh. uh, you know, it is what it is, but yeah. We've got, we've got our – so our, our youngest one, she's three. She's been in daycare for a while. The problem is is that it's exactly eight hours. There's no consideration of drive time for parents or anything like that, so that's been nuts. But at least they're open. The yeah. oldest one is supposed to be starting Wednesday, but they're having – for whatever reason, all these freaking schools on the Cape are having HVAC problems huh. where they don't meet the criteria for like – not spreading COVID. <laughs> oh, okay, it's so like the you filtration know, the system is not exactly. up to code, I guess is what they want to do. Okay, I got you. So they're supposed to be starting on Wednesday the 16th, and it's all been like they might have the first few weeks remotely. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man, you think you're out in the clear and that, you know, like yeah. you're not going to have these problems anymore with, you know, yeah. your work getting angry with you and everything. And <laughs> dude. It's just, it's like, should they go back to school? Probably freaking not. But dude, we got to pay rent. We got to do all this stuff. And, yep. you know, it's like, would they rather be, would, would you rather have them be homeless kind of thing? Right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, I don't know, I, you want, I kind of want them to kind of push it off on one hand to get that thing fixed but also it's like we were waiting for this date for like a month this is when you're going back this is when i need to stop yeah. doing this and work's not getting angry at me for leaving earlier or something you know what i mean right like, yeah like, yeah yeah so um but yeah um yeah so uh also um i should probably talk about uh i just started my own podcast yes you did yeah man it's called grapes and capes um, and basically I, I've been a wine blogger for six years. I felt like I needed to change things up. I've talked to you for almost a year. That's fucking um, crazy, man. Yeah. It's been <laughs> almost a year since this started. And also with Eric yep. on, um, the legendary geek out podcast, mm -hmm. TTP for life. And, yep. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, um, I just felt like, you know, I was having such a good time doing that and I wanted to cut down on what I was doing for the blog, but still, you know, still um, use my what I've been doing for wine. Still utilize that and kind of combine the two things together. So I got my co-host Mike, and we sit down. We open a few bottles of wine. We talk about each one, and in between, we geek out about comics about certain yeah. topics. And I, um, yeah. yeah, I I just I you've released. Have you released? It's just the first episode so far, right? Episode As of one. this recording, at least, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a bi-weekly thing. Okay. We're going to be doing bi-weekly instead of weekly, yeah. That's right. Okay. It's, I was going to say, because, like, I listened to the first episode, and, like, I thought the idea itself was, like, really cool. Like, I'm like, this is, dude, this is awesome, man. Like, this is, hell yeah, dude. This is the reason you came into wine blogging and, you know, all comics and all that stuff, and now you're merging it together. And it's just, like... Dude, it works out, man. It's it's a really cool show. Uh, Mike, obviously, 
it comes in like a natural and you've had a, a lot of experience now doing it. So like coming into this show and I'm like, dude, it's, it's awesome, man. You guys have crafted a very well, uh, rounded show, man. It's very enjoyable. And it's, uh, it, for people that like, like me, that I don't know shit about wine. I just, if my wife hands me a glass, I just drink it. And you know, it is, what it is. <laughs> that's the best. I wish I could do yeah. that. <laughs> and like, and so to like learn more about that world and, uh, and then it's like all of a sudden it's about comics and it's like, Oh no, you're in my world. And you know, it's just, it's a cool contrast, man. And I think it's awesome. Like I think and I, I would, I would think on the other side of that, people coming in for like wine and and then like sitting around to listen about like a, you know an interesting comic or or that subject of comics or whatever realm you guys want to cover in there like i think that's cool man i think it translates in a in a very weird way that like almost shouldn't work but it works perfectly the way that you guys did the episode so congrats man i i think the show is awesome so um and it sounds like it's going really well man well, you know, because I wanted, I wanted to, um, to you know, like I said, I just wanted to combine the two. But I also wanted to have somebody like that didn't know much about wine, because that's my job. I'm a, actually, well, I'm a beverage marketer right yeah. now, and so I do that for the company I work for now, which is a liquor store chain. But I was, you know, a wine manager there for seven years, and before that, you know, I've worked for them for a total of like sixteen years. You know, so but, but basically, I'm a wine expert. You know, yeah. And so I wanted to take somebody that didn't know that much, but was wanted to learn. But they also knew more about comics than I do, so they could teach me, especially cool. from the Marvel side, because I'm a yeah. DC guy. Yeah, yeah. I know jack crap about Marvel, really. I know the very basics <laughs> and, and other stuff from back in the 90s when I used to read back in the 90s, you know? So, like, and so I wanted to do that. But I mean, I think you're actually, I think you're actually right with like the whole, especially if coming from the wine aspect, because I, I think that's, that's a, a group of people who could appreciate art. Yeah. And stuff like that. And and especially what, what Mike was starting to say about like the visuals and how yeah. it just drew him in as a, as a kid. And just and right away he connected with it and he realized that somebody sat down and drew this and somebody came out with the story. They even did the fonts and everything and the design. Yeah. And somebody took their time to make this piece of art and tell this story. And I, that that could be something that makes somebody who isn't into into that kind of stuff, but appreciates wine and pull yeah. them into that. Well, and I mean, to me, it's like, and I think y'all might have even said this comparison about the two completely separate but not really uh, things. Is that like, I mean, you could you could compare that that art and like kind of making creating a palette for that art. You could compare that to like finding your palette for wine for like learning how to. Like I said, like, I don't know much about wine, but I'm sure if we sat down and someone was like, okay, here, taste this and just sit there for a second and just let it sit on your tongue and do this. And we're going to, you know, like teach yeah. me how to look for what tastes I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like dig through yeah. all the layers. Cause it's not just wine. It's not just purple or, or, you know, or, or like, oh, it's a Chardonnay and it's a cap. You know, it's, there's more to it than that. There's more to the process of creating it and where it comes from and how it's, you know, everything goes, that goes into it. It's like, there's so many different layers. It's kind of the same thing of like, it, but it's just like, I guess from what I know from my friends and stuff that drink wine, it's like you taste it and you can learn 
all the different flavors that go into it and how it was made and all this kind of stuff. All these different layers. To me, that's how I related the two. And I was like, dude, that's fucking brilliant, man. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think that's awesome. Graves and cakes, man. That's why the tagline is immense geekery because yeah. I don't. I mean, this is mostly people who are into comics that are listening to this. There's a whole nother level of geekery within yeah. wine. Yeah, and it goes deep, man. Like yeah. it goes really, really deep. You've got to be to be a to be a wine <laughs> geek. You've got to be a history geek. You got to be a science geek. Yeah. like it's like this. It's a whole other level that dives deep if you're a wine geek. Yeah. Um, and you will, if I start geeking about a wine, you might be like, what the hell is wrong with this person? <laughs> no, no. Hey. <laughs> but hopefully it might get you into that. Yeah, you know? so- exactly. We're all geeks about something, man. That's, that's exactly. my thing is that like, uh, you know, I've had people, you know, come up into like our, like my, what, at my old house, it used to be the Bat Cave and at the new house, we call it the Watchtower. Um, oh, nice. But like, <laughs> it's a little bit more, it's a little bit less like bachelor pad uh, ask although right now it's a mess because my kid comes up here to play now but it's a little bit more put together things match but there's still all these shelves with all the action figures and all the comic books and stuff and so like when people come up they're like well it's like really really well like put to this is a really cool room but it also has like, the table with the like the mic stands and all the stuff like ready for podcasting at any moment so like well like what uh what it's just interesting that you're into comics like that's just interesting like why why are you into comics? And like, you know, I'll just be like, I, I don't know. I just, you know, give all the excuses that anybody that's into comics will give. And like, it's just, I don't know. It's just strange. Cause you know, you're like, you're 30 and you're like mid thirties. And like, but I'm like, I, what, what does it matter? Like you're like a nerd about football and that's fine. Right. That's totally cool. But again, we're all nerds about something. Like my boss was a nerd about golf. He knew everything about golf. And it's like, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, we're all nerds about something. It's do like, what makes you happy. Exactly. Yeah. Do what makes yeah. you happy and know everything about that thing so that when someone comes at you, you can be like, hey, this is why. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you guys you guys have a show that's like uh, just destined to be that explanation for both of those awesome. things. And I think it's awesome, man. I think Thank it's great. Well, yeah. Our, our second episode, we're going to be recording soon, and it's our second episode. So it's episode number two. Right. And we have the wines that we have are called Two Hands. Nice. Australia. DC Fandom number two is coming out. So guess who we got to talk about? We got to talk about Two Face. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have a whole segment about Two Face. Nice. Movies, the shows, the comics and everything. Uh I'm looking forward to it because I've been doing my research. Nice. I mean, I, I watched Batman forever. Nice. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so we can talk about it. Yeah. And, I've watched uh, it. Uh, oddly enough, I've watched it a couple of times recently for different reasons. Really? Well, me and Jordan yes. did like a random like uh, commentary track for uh, for DC Comics Squadcast. Oh, cool. And, uh, and it, what was the other? It might, I don't I can't remember. There was maybe we did it for the movie Squadcast. I, I don't remember. Sorry. Anyway, I, I just I've watched it and I'm like I've actually come to appreciate aspects of it more than I like thought I would have. Uh, because, and it, and it might just be because it's not Batman and Robin, but anyway, that's just my opinion. Well, the, well, um, the thing, the, all right, well, the one thing I just want to bring up before we start talking about the plunge, because that's what we're here. <laughs> the one thing about that movie I just want to bring up is Jim Carrey was being Jim Carrey, right? Oh, oh absolutely. Was that, as, what, that was just Jim Carrey yeah. playing himself. At and that's that what time. they wanted him to do, you know? Yeah, but however, who else at that time could be themselves like that, but still bring the spirit of Frank Gorshin? I mean... Nobody that was like 
Perfect, per- perfectly just like well-crafted it. point, man. That's, that's, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, mean, that's, if you yeah. go back to, yeah, Frank, uh, yeah, go back to the 66 Batman. That's how he, he, yeah, he was being Jim Carrey, but you're right. He was being Gorshin 100%. Because yep. the dude was, had the tights and he was like kicking his legs around and had the, I've got the perfect victim. I've got the, the perfect fingers victim. Fingers up in the air. Billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, yeah. he's just being himself but it's yeah. totally just like 66 oh yeah absolutely that's <laughs> what yeah great. for sure yeah. um absolutely uh so yeah dude grapes and capes real quick before we move on uh i mean it the podcast can be found now on apple podcasts spotify i think everywhere pretty much everywhere podcasts can be found right Yes. You're you're yep. live. You're rocking and rolling, man. Hell yeah. Rocking and rolling, yeah. Yep. Awesome, man. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I've been surprised at how many views it's seen, too. I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this. you know, this hey, people are interested. Yep. It's a good subject. And hopefully, uh, like, you know, everybody pushing it. And, like, uh, not just in our, like, little chat group pushing it, but also it, I saw, like, lots of other people retweeting it and and posting it and stuff and that's dude that that's awesome man you got interest from the get-go and that's hard to get man i just (laughs) you guys that's awesome man that's hell yeah so everybody go to grapes and capes and uh part of the uh the uh tpg and uh (laughs) i still gotta get that song recorded man and it just needs to be like a clip just a real quick clip of that i can just hit on the soundboard and go whatever the song's gonna be uh i don't want to spoil it but i got a great idea for it team patrol Um, the team patrol group team patrol gang it just all this i think i sent y'all the lyrics i can't remember if i did or not but it's it's the dumbest best thing that we've ever done (laughs) uh so all right man let's let's go to uh real quick um before i guess before we get into this issue they did uh there's not specific dates but the hill house comics uh all of the they they almost look like like they have like a thick like spine with like the title and all the like creative team on the side so i don't know if it's like a hardback or what because it's not specific but it's got like a 3d kind of like uh it says deluxe vellum jacket which vellum as we didn't know before we started recording but like it just means it's kind of like the uh transparent but has part of the image on it and then you turn it back and the rest of the right. image is there um so that type of uh art but it looks cool uh from at least the ads here but the uh, basket full of heads is gonna come out in september along with lolo woods and then dollhouse family comes out in october daphne Byrne is in november as, along with plunge will be in november as well uh which we're covering the last uh, issue of so i'm curious to see what those collections look like because this ad makes them look like huge like thick you know <laughs> like hardbacks or something so uh, maybe yeah maybe vellum vellum is one of the ones that, like where it, it's like translucent like where it's right. like clear yeah right so like like so they'll like the hard part of it so it does look like it's probably a hard cover but the hard part you'll be able to see at certain points within the jacket that creates right. like probably the background. Yeah. And then so you take it, off the cover and then you've got a full image. Yeah. So of instead of having else. like a dust jacket, it just maybe yeah. has the sort of translucent jacket 
copyright yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, because I, I sorry, I just looked that up, but I, I was surprised to see not to see Sea Dogs on there because I was expecting Sea Dogs to be put together in one thing. Yeah, I was, maybe it might be only digital at this point. I, maybe, or I mean, hey, they might still just like divide it up between all these books. You know, how many yeah, chapters was Sea Dogs? Like thirty something. Between all these, I, I could see them like, you know, pairing several, you know, several, I guess, chapters of it together for each one. Cause there's what's that's five trades. So like somehow that would make sense as to why it looks like it's a thick hardback as opposed to just your regular trade paperback. Oh um, God, that would suck though. Because which ones, which one, like, I don't want to oh, buy Daphne you... Burn. <laughs> you know, I don't want to buy that. But like, no, like which, what, what part is like one through three or like, you know, like what, what that's part true. Is, no, hey, one? that's a great point. That's a, actually a really good point. Because you have like, you know, Baskerville Heads was number one. And then you had, uh, what was the, was it Lola Woods? No, Lola Woods was the second one to come out. Dollhouse, no, Dollhouse was the second one. Then Lola Woods was the third one. So you have number one in that. And then number two in that. Well, and I, like, would think, and the I would think it would out. be, yeah, more so like one through five in this book and then and one through, head. you know. Yeah, well, bad, but still. Uh, who knows? I would prefer it to be all in yeah. one. That way we could talk about it <laughs> instead yeah. of, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. You never know. Um, but I'll go ahead and go to the credits page, which is uh, Pi 1. Some weird version of you, the equal sign, some Russian-looking B, the number three. And it was written by uh, some odd-looking S, zero, an equal sign, a one, uh, the not parentheses, but kind of the parentheses, and then close that version of parentheses as well. And I'm going to stop there because all of the credits here are written in code uh, and not uh, not the way they were before. So, But obviously yeah, Joe Hill. It's all at the it's at the very, the very end, end too. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't start off. Yeah. Joe Hill obviously wrote it. Um, all right. So we start off and the tide is high. I don't have that audio clip ready, but maybe I'll edit it in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're all, you know, struggling to, uh, you know, the water splashing on them. They're freezing cold. Uh, they're tied to their poles. Of course, of these not poles, it's these giant pillars and yes. dark. It's okay. You know, Mariah's going to make it. And uh, it's like, yeah, I know, but that's kind of what scares me. So we get her, you know, swimming down towards this. Oh, yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah cause, well, because he, he's seen the ingot. Yep. And so he probably just knows something bad's coming. Oh, yeah. Right. So he's like, yeah, that's uh, that's what's scaring me is <laughs> what is going to come out of that. Right. You know, um, and, and then, you know, it, it, we, we found out later that, uh, you know, exactly what the ingot was for and all this stuff is for. Yeah. But me, you know, like that's the reason why they want to keep it safe, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like his, his why he wants to hold on to that thing and not give it to anybody else is to to protect this thing. You know. Yeah, um, it, it does make sense but, uh, a little bit. Yeah, with with all that kind of stuff, like it it, it takes some kind of like for me, some kind of like sitting with it, and I've obviously read it a few times now. And there's a, a few things that I'm still kind of like, eh, I don't know. But usually when I say that to you, when we're recording this, <laughs> you have an explanation that makes me say, oh, fuck. OK, you're right. Uh, and so that's where I'm excited to kind of get in this final issue, because there's a few things where I'm like that. I'm like, I don't know about this thing. Uh, but 
so we we do cut to Mariah. Now she's down there. She's at the giant. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The 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 big the latch. This is the big latch. Yeah, she's got to turn the wheel, and she doesn't. She it's almost like it. she doesn't have to even turn it. Right? She just yeah. touches it, and it all lights up. Even you get these lights all around it, and that's enough. You turn. You, we go back to shore, and the uh, the crew of the Daraluth that are obviously infested by these caterpillar alien bugs whatever they're like it's open we're called forth mariah was right when she compared us to the wise men bearing gifts to honor a child our child gage carpenter we promised we would leave and never return and we are true to our word we depart but the child will soon arrive do forgive the child when he comes among you the young are always born with such appetites and so they go underwater and as the bodies go underwater all of the whatever <laughs> the crazy creatures they just abandon the bodies and they start swimming down as mariah is swimming up and i love that yeah uh sequence there she's swimming through them obviously they don't care about her they're going down and there's that submarine still there and some of them are getting chopped up in the the turbines or whatever of the submarine and uh you have the russians and we might have to get your friend to translate this again um but you know I, I don't know if it's it's crucial to the story at this point but i'd just like to know yeah uh <laughs> but uh yeah so they're kind of inside the submarine like what my conclusion based on the way they're looking at each other like what the fuck just happened um yeah. we just hit well, something so i i feel like they kind of they kind of know what's going on well yeah we'll we'll get into that once we see the inside of the hatch but, but sort, uh, sort but yeah, of I, yeah I, like they I don't know if they know what's going on just because of their response in a little bit, but yeah. Uh, Cause they're like clearly hovering over this hatch. So that's where I'm curious to see some of this, you know, some of this language to be like, do they mention the, the hatch being, uh, you know what I mean? Are they guarding the hatch or they just happen to be there? You know, this is one submarine. So they could just be taking orders to go there and see what the hell is going on without being told exactly what's going on. You know? Yeah. Um, well, we saw them before. I, yeah. And they were kind of like when well, she was swimming you, down. Yeah. If you look at the next page, we've got the whole latch is opening. Yeah. Right. It's the whole thing is open and you have even a picture on the inside of the hatch that's now open yeah. and you have a, like the circle with the cross going <laughs> yeah. through, cut, you know, like the no Ghostbuster thing or no <laughs> yeah. smoking, right? They yeah, yeah. But it's got the little centipede things and yeah. it's got the worms in it. So like, it, like it looked, it seems so, like yeah. the Russian government put this thing there to protect Earth, yeah. basically, to protect themselves or whatever. And they put that there to make sure this wouldn't happen. I don't know when they discovered this whole thing. Right. You know, we we don't really find yeah. out in this, but and they clearly didn't have a great plan to fight against it because yeah. the next thing we see is uh, the submarine rising to the surface. We go back to uh, Clark and Gage, and he's like, "Yeah, I see it, but you know, Mariah, she's here. Uh, look behind you, the Russians. You know, the fucking Russians were saved." And then you see the. Uh, you know, the hatch is like come to the surface too, but also the, uh, you know, this child, this eyeball, uh, swirly thing comes up too. And then one of these Russians comes out of their hatch of the submarine. And oh, it's like, great. and I, I, dude, I <laughs> love 
the dialogue. It, it, like I feel like yeah. I've seen this before somewhere, uh, and I can't, I don't know. I, I met this Russian dude and his friends one time randomly at a bar in downtown Shreveport, Louisiana, of all places, and like we clicked, and like he hung out with me and my wife and his friends, and it was just one of those weird things where it was like he said something to his buddies, and I was like oh, eavesdropping, and I was like, oh. You, that thing yeah dude hell yeah and like that was all we needed to like just start doing a bunch of vodka shots and like whatever and like <laughs> but it was something that was like spoken and god if i remember it i'll tell you but it was something along these lines and i was like ah, they, he talked along these lines i mean so it goes up and mariah swing back and then you have these you know these two submarine i guess what do you call them captains pilots i don't know <clears throat> yeah the two they come out yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, but, uh, yeah. he's yelling at him. He's like, hey, you guys, pretty cold motherfucking day to make for swimming. What kind of crazy shit are you getting up to, my homies? Are you in need of assisting or should we just go fuck our own asses back to Moscow? Ha ha. And, you know, <laughs> in the background. The Russian accent I've ever heard. Do what? It was probably the worst Russian accent I've ever heard. Oh, oh no, I can do worse. Trust me. Uh, trust it can get worse. Uh, but you're right. That is probably the worst that you've heard. But wait, just wait. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, that was actually I was trying to do like variant, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, so, um, so but in the background of that scene, you have the weird eyeball child, you know, tentacle thing you know whipping up out of the water behind them they i guess don't see it and then well, it's yeah they didn't see it come up but at first i thought that i thought they would like they created this child because they're going in there and i thought they were all combining into one to like create the child kind of like become one being yeah at first the first time i read it but i realized that he's just fucking eating them basically and then but like they don't see him but what is going on with them though with the with the crew, you mean of the su submarine? The yeah, because he lifts it up. He, they they come out and it lifts up the submarine, I, and then like there's all these purple things, and one of them is like raw. Well, yeah. Well, I was gonna say I feel like it was just like rapidly devouring them as it was taking over. Like because like the guy, the one guy was like, hold on, let's see. Uh, I don't. You really don't get a hold on. Let me go back to the other page real quick because. Okay, so okay, if you go back to the page where they're both in the submarine and the like, the red panel speaking to each other, you have the one guy, like the bald guy, and then the bearded guy with the glasses. I think that's who is on top yelling at them. Only he's now wearing a hat. But then I think the idea was that it's taking over and like it's just devouring them, like it's just eating them so rapidly. You see the the guy that was yelling being taken over but the other guy has already been because it's you see his beard it's like just red it looks like red skull but he still has the glasses and the beard it's exactly. like it's already devouring yeah. that quickly um and then it's starting to devour like you know the submarine i guess uh like it, the purple things is, is what like because it's not yeah. the worms it, that's what confused me was like yeah. the purple things that are coming out and everything and it's yeah. like almost um, it's like is, it also, like is that like the the, like the actual like infancy versions of or just extensions of whatever the child is the larva that could launch that is larva. just like devouring shit rapidly yeah. you know yeah That's, well i mean we're gonna see we're gonna see what else it does so it might be part of that too right of yeah. why it's moving so fast why it's deteriorating these people so fast but that yeah. was just a weird part yeah it was it's it's, it's one of the few weird parts 
Yeah, it's it's two quick panels over a splash page that like I think they were trying to say like this is what they do. They're they're getting on this guy, and then the other guy they've devoured already. So it's kind of like I guess you're supposed to take away that that's what it does. But I could see it also being like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, I don't know. <laughs> so right. Um. So Mariah, you know, she goes underwater. She releases Gage. Uh, Carpenter and he's like you get Bill I'll free Clark so he goes to get Clark and Clark is uh, has already drowned and it's uh I mean this scene is uh I think really well paced because he's like you see the top of Clark's head and uh like then when he goes underwater the glasses are floating and Clark is gone and he like clearly screams underwater and then like gives him like a kiss on the forehead and it's just like that's it like you know uh, There's nothing he could do to help him. Right. Yeah. yeah he that's he just it. realizes even if I pull him up, even if I use the energy that I have now to release him and pull him up, there's nothing I can do. He's gone. Right. So he, I mean, he needs to obviously long. save that energy. Right. <laughs> he can't die saving saving something that that is that he can't save. Yeah. He's got to go up there and save the day. Right. You know, uh, which is a decision that, I, mean, was... I probably wouldn't be able to make. I'd be like, no, 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 I can no. do CPR. I'm going to get him out. You know, that's the thing is it's like I would have been like, uh-uh, nope, I can I can I'm, do this. But like, you know, I'm an old child, but think about like my cousins or something or anybody, you know, like yeah. I would not be able to make that decision. But that, right. that was really emotional where you see the scream and the air coming out of his yeah. lungs, the bubbles and everything. And he just kisses him and he goes back yeah. up. And, and I then like, he gets I like that they didn't put word bubbles either for like a scream yeah. or anything like that. They just yeah, yeah. let the image speak for itself. And you saw that, you know, so that was awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're going back to land and the child is devouring this submarine in the background. Uh, as their, uh, you know, Mariah and Bill and Gage are back uh, on land. And, uh, of course, Mariah's like, what did I do? Like, and he's like, what you had to do, what Russell wanted. So you have uh, Lacombe is still up there, and he's got the end guy. <laughs> and he's like, you can't have it. It's mine. He's running. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's might as well be Gollum now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, Gage has to tell that tell Mariah that Clark is drowned. Um, and then this is okay. I'm I'm at this point in how many times I've read it, I'm on board. But yeah, the first time I read this, when he he pulled out the burnout things, the balls that like you know you're supposed to set. I you oh, know yes. I, a lot of people have seen the ads now on Instagram or social media. It's like the fire extinguishing ball that you can set out and i haven't like, actually no really? that was the first time i've ever seen anything like this i didn't even know these things existed until oh, that yeah. i was like that is freaking awesome I, I started seeing those and apparently they're insanely effective because once they get hot they they just explode and they put out fires uh yeah. and so i i have seen these ads going back a couple of years so he pulled it out and i was like what the hell is that and I was like, wait a minute, how, how was he hiding that? But it's like, no, he was wearing this, this big baggy, like he's wearing this big jacket. And right. like, I was like, yeah. okay, okay, I could get it there. Um, so he pulls that out and he throws it <laughs> to stop Lacombe because uh, he's like, you know, there's still one worm left in this island and it hits Lacombe in the head and it does the, it poofs out all the powder and whatnot and knocks it down. What a great down. throw though. Right? Yeah, what a great throw, yeah. man! Had he Jesus. missed, yeah. 
great aim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets him right in the back of the head and just yeah. like knocks him down. Uh, awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, real quick, do you want to take it from here? I'm going to grab something to drink real oh, yeah. quick, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like Lacombe, he's down on the ground. He's saying, you know, you don't understand. I had to do it. If you only saw the ingot, you'd understand. Any with Anyone with eyes would kill to have their own brother to have it, to kill their own brother to have it. And he's like, you don't understand. You don't understand. Yeah, you might kill your own brother, but you killed mine. And he, yep. he picks up this rock and he just slams him in the face with this rock. And it's even sharp. It's a sharp rock. Yeah. So he gets good. I thought he's like then, slashed his throat with it. And I was like, oh right? my God. Yeah. But, you know. yeah, me too. Yep. And then, but uh, Mariah comes up and she grabs his hand and he's like, you got to stop. I don't care if he dies, but I do care if you kill. And, um, and then, uh, he said, I never wanted to be responsible for anyone's death. That's why I got, got out of the Coast Guard. And he starts explaining that it's not that he would kill somebody in the Coast Guard, obviously, but that he would make a mistake Yeah. that he would, he would mess up and cause the death of somebody else because he was too slow or he wasn't quick enough on his feet or, you know, he didn't think fast enough or whatever. And then, and she, she says, that's a goddamn lie. If it was a matter of being good enough or smart enough or quick enough, They'd still be here. You could have no. You could no more have kept your brothers alive than could order the tide not to come in. It would have killed them not to be here. They were right where they wanted to be in the end, by your side. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, no, was, that's a such a good scene right there. Such a good moment. And then Bill's like, you know, he's blind. He's got. He can't even see. He's all wrapped up. He his eyes are all covered up. His arms wrapped up. And he's like, it's getting really kind of cold here. Are we in the shadow? Yeah. Of that big thing. Yeah. He's like, what? They, Everything went cold. <laughs> what happened to the sun? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they and they look up and it's even bigger. And Mariah's like, our little tadpole is shooting right up, Bill. They do grow up fast, don't they? And you have this like splash page. And it's so freaking cool because you yeah. have this, this monster just reaching up into the sky. And it's almost like uh, it's it, it's just like tearing apart the sky. And you have like the almost sun- like pictures like. Yeah, the sun has gone black as well, but yeah, yeah, this yeah, 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 it has. Yeah, yo, yo, no, you're right. Yeah, the sun's gone black, but it's almost like uh, you can see parts of the sky and everything that are reflecting off the water to create the blue color and everything, but the rest is like red, and you can see it's almost like pictures of Baphomet and demons, yeah, and like all this crazy stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's and and immediately I thought of constellations. Yeah, that's that's what I thought Mm of, like connections with the stars and everything maybe that we don't see or realize and and yeah. and they're like are, are they opening up hell is this yeah. opening up hell um and it's more in and, and they're like is 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 hell looking at us and they're like well it's more like it's looking at us kind of yeah. instead of we're at hell and bill uh, and does you, the the, fa- the famous line of like if you gaze long enough into the abyss the abyss gazes back at you, that kind of thing. Yes. Like, and I, I love yes. that they included that line because I was like, "That's like that's what they're looking at," you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, so so they start talking about what they're gonna do, and uh, and Gage comes up with a plan. They, I mean, they got the ingot, uh-huh. and and uh, so the ingot. They were he was even told. Lacombe said that anyone that looks at the ingot would kill their own brother to get it. And and so his plan, he comes with a plan where he's going to show the child the ingot and -hmm. he's going to drag him down to the hatch and then he's going to use one of those things with 
with the oil that they were given to blow it up. Use one of those, you know, those, um, what the hell are they called? The balls there? They're because the little burnout a, balls. A, yeah, he uses yeah, the, the detonator that's in those. That's like the heat that, that sets off the, the powder in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So his what he says is that, all right, so that what they thought, they they thought that they had given these gifts to these people to try to get them off the planet. What they didn't what they didn't know was that the people that they inhibited, like they, they inhabited the these worms, they were still kind of in there. Those humans were still kind of alert. They were still yeah. they were dead, but they were still kind of alive. And they created these every they gave them everything that they needed to destroy the child in the end. Even if it failed, how many times they were giving all these tools to these people to destroy the child, which was the oil, which would create the explosion. Well, first of all, it was the um, the the headphones, right? Yeah, like the for Russell, right? Yeah. So for Russell, so and but what what it would be able to do was he would be able to go down and see them their plan and see what they're doing and, and actually connect to the people instead of the worms and understand their plan. And they underestimated um, how deep into their mind he would go. Like he was actually exactly. able to go further. Yeah. Yeah. Where's it, where's it say the last thing that he said to him? Cause he says the last thing that Russell right. said to him. It's when he pulls the little dinner, he says it was the last thing he said to me before he died. He saw it all when mm -hmm. he dived into their thoughts. The Stalin yep. uh amplifies energy. Any, yep. any energy, including explosive force. We're not yep. using a firecracker to light a nuclear weapon. We're using a mm -hmm. bunker buster. It'll blow. Right. Yeah. So basically, like they the these these people, the survivors of the Derleth, gave them everything that they needed to beat them. Yeah. So it's always like they're standing. Yeah, they're human nature, or not in a human nature, or I don't know. Like they're like, I guess instincts or human nature. I guess you could say was still somehow intact when they were taken over by these creatures to like still be there enough to like to where the creatures didn't necessarily know why they were providing these maybe it, their brains were still working i mean they were still they were still getting yeah yeah something protein. about it they were still you know yeah something, something about it was still like allowing their consciousness to kind of try to mm -hmm. fight against i guess the uh, the the creatures that had taken over their bodies however many years I, I don't know like that was that's an interesting part that's like not really going to be ever explored again that's a fun like kind of talking point of like well how does this really go down that, that's one of the things i like to but we can talk about that later but yeah sorry anyway <laughs> so but yeah the, the, i thought that was that was a really cool thing though because they um like you like, like we just said that it was it was part of their like almost like so, not their subconscious they right. didn't realize it was even there um that they were they were in these bodies that had these brains and everything and, right and they were sending they so they basically like who knows how many other crews had been there to that island yeah. to do this and so even though the reason the they gave them these things that would eventually you know cause them to fail but somebody might make it work Right. Because, I mean, yeah. you give somebody that ingot, they're all going to kill themselves. Right. But if somebody actually realizes what that ingot could do and, like, this guy's about to do. Yeah. You know, like, so, yeah, man, I, I thought that was really cool where it was kind of like you're setting yourself up for failure. But if you find somebody who can actually do it, it is literally the only way 
to do this. Just yeah. same thing with freaking like I watched um uh, me and my daughter watched um freaking not Infinity War. What was the last one? Endgame. Endgame. Or no, so Infinity War you had um where uh Doctor Strange he saves yeah. he he saves Iron Man, right? Uh-huh. And he makes the deal. I'll give you the stone and you save you say spare his life. But that's because he's watched that whole freaking movie 10,000 times over. Yeah. And this is the only way it's going to work. Yeah. Which is where he, he gives him like the little he, nod in Endgame where he's like, hmm, I guess I'm the signal of like, this is it, man. Like, yeah, yeah ex- exactly. There's yeah. only, even though you're going to fail all these hundred thousands of times, there's only way it's go- one way it's going to work and you need to make that chance. Yeah. Right? So yeah. here you go. You win. And then that's the only way they win yeah. in the end. So like right? the survival so, instincts of the people. That's where I'm kind of like, now it's sort of really circulating in my head of like the survival instincts of the people that have been taken over by these creatures. That's in, yeah, yeah, okay. It's making sense to me, yeah. Because that, <laughs> that, was, that was one of those things I was saying before. I'm like, I just don't understand why. Like they say it in the book, but I didn't quite understand like – I need something to kind of compare it to, but that was it. Like, it's like, yeah, okay. It's just something that's built into the DNA. The survival instincts of the creatures that they've taken over are still going to have some effect. Over... Not even, not even survival instincts. I mean, we're talking like, you um, just like, just humanization. Defensive, defensive mechanisms, I guess. And just altruism. Yeah. Altruism. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. They're, they're dead. They're done. We're yeah. talking like human altruism. Yeah. Or even not even human altruism because it's throughout all the species. It's just like, you know, like, yeah, there's altruism overall because like they're dead. They're done. Yeah. What, what do they have to gain? They like, they actually probably want to die. They yeah. probably want to get released. Well, their bodies don't even get to really rot. You know, they're yeah. just turned, they're just pretty much gray, but they're not yeah. like falling apart. You know, they just don't have eyes and they're gray. Yeah. They so. probably want to release. They want somebody yeah. to actually win this thing. And they realize this is the only way that could happen. And they want these yeah. creatures gone. Yeah. And like um, the right crew just happened to show up and they're like, here we go. Here's all the things that you need to do it. And it's just like the perfect group of people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But what, one thing I want to know, one thing I want to know is why is Mariah have to be the one who does it? That's one thing is that that is never explained in this. They they said Mariah has to be the one who does it, and it seems like she just touched it. Well, and it didn't I? Push I it. mean, I mean, if we're gonna go all this 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 talk and this route, it's kind of like, well, because of what happens at the end, it's almost like a fate kind of thing. Like, and they knew that all together. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it all ended up being had to be, like you said, leading to what happens when we get there to the ingot, mm-hmm. that was the reason for it. Like Mariah wasn't because she fights against what's about to happen. Uh, right. And it, so she wouldn't have done that. So that's gotcha. why she had to be the one to open it and come back to save everyone else. Because uh, the other person gotcha. that was yeah, there, yeah, yeah. that the person that gets saved would have been the one that's willing to, as we move on. But yeah. Yep. So Gage pulls the detonator thing out of this burnout ball or whatever. Yeah. Well, he says the worms thought they were offering us the ultimate gifts to seduce us, to turn us against each other, to demonstrate their power. But that's what their victims wanted them to believe. The lost crew of the Durleth made sure we had the weapons we needed to defeat the child, the headphones to understand what the worms really wanted, the ingot to obsess what that thing, and the oil to destroy it. So he even just lays it out. 
straight up right there. And then they try the oil, to, meaning the submarine. No, the oil that the that they gave that the oil that could like power an entire city for like a billion years. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Okay, I, my, okay, you're right, you're right. My mind went to like, okay, it consumed that submarine, so all that's gonna explode too. Which I guess no, that no, could no. still fit, but the but the you're talking about the oil that like that. Yeah, okay, I get you. Now. That was that I was one you. of the gifts. They, yeah, there was that's three, right. The three gifts, the headphones. That's right. Yeah, the oil. And then, yeah, um, but so Mariah's like, "There's you're freaking crazy. The nose, there's no way I can dive down there, do all that, and get out." And he's like, "Yeah, that's why I'm doing it." And then he tells Bill to grab her. Yeah, and he's like, "Copy so that." So she Captain. can't stop him. Yeah, yeah. So Bill just grabs her, even though he's blindfolded, and grabs yeah. her. Yeah, and that's when he pulls out all the stuff. Well, no, actually, he actually pins down, he pins down the comb so he can get the ingoth. And the oil, and he st he takes that same rock that hit him in the face and mm -hmm. stabs him in the hand. He pulls <laughs> so he the oil, the and he pulls the little mason jar that's covered uh, by his hand. He's like got the oil in the mason jar. Uh, the mason, the mason jar is the contents of the ball. Yep, yeah, yep. That's the powder from the ball. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, you also see Gage while he's like you know. Now cough up the end, getting as he's stabbing his hand uh, with Gage's left hand, his right hand holds the oil and the mason jar. So I like the way they pace that out because he's and he's got his eyes closed as he's stabbing Lacombe's hand to get the end gut out. So he's not looking at it, you know, so he doesn't mm -hmm. see it. He just grabs whatever the hell it is and that's it. So he doesn't. I was like, that's nice, nice details there, you know? Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. And and I love how he just stands up yep. to this thing. Like you see, I, I love this picture, though, because at first I was confused because it kind of looks like he's swimming through the water already. I'm like, why don't you yeah. have your thing on and, you know, your mask on and all that? Yeah. But it's the, just the reflection of the sky. Yeah. Because that's what water does. That's why, you know, the water is gray when the sky is gray. It's blue when the sky is blue and all that. Right. But it's just the reflection of the sky. And he's looking up at this thing. And it's like just fucking enormous. Yep. And he's like, you open that hatch so we could kill it. Hey, hey, ugly. He just calls him ugly. And he's like, yeah, down here. Have a look at this. And he just opens up his hand and you see this bright light. Yeah. And I love what he's like, responding to real quick. Sorry to no, interrupt no. there, but he, he's responding to Mariah being like, oh, you know, I only, yeah. I only went down there, open that hatch so that you could live. You know, not that you, not so you could die. And he's like, no you open that hatch so we could kill it. And yep. that's, yeah. And I just was like, dude, that's badass. <laughs> that's so yeah. awesome. And he's out there and he opens it. Yeah. Get a knife bowl and dives down, man. He takes the plunge. He does take <laughs> the plunge. And how, how is he faster than this thing though? Cause that's, that thing, I mean, yeah. I mean, it might be, it's so huge that it could be slow, but still, I mean, that thing mm. is de designed for water travel. You are not buddy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I guess it is. I don't really don't really know. I mean, you know, it's just like it's a hatch that's buried underwater. We talked about yeah. before, maybe it crash landed in the ocean and got lodged under the water. I, I don't know. We don't know the details of that kind of stuff. It's a comic that's book. It is, you know. <laughs> it's a it's, comic and book. it's the hero. And it's awesome. Yeah. And it's the hero. And we get him going down. We see this, you know, his uh his little gauge there going gauge's gauge, uh yeah, getting yeah. lower and lower. And he finally just takes his oxygen uh, out of his mouth. And, and a smile. You see him smile. You see him smile, and he sees his two brothers that had 
previously passed. Like kind right of like in front of the hatch. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right in front of the hatch, just like smiling and they're just thumbs up and it's just like, come That's on, dude, you got it. Him. And he gives that last little push into it. Yep. And you just see the the child, the creature barreling get, just getting exploded into yeah. and it this uh wonderful gargantuan green uh nuclear cloud yeah, looking yeah, thing yeah. coming up out of the water uh yeah this is and then then you go to one of like one of my complaints about it the, the, one of my few complaints about this issue is it's very choppy yeah it almost feels like like there were cuts made um that just kind of just went from one thing to another and which is not like this book at all yeah it was it was very weirdly paced for this book because the entire thing was brilliant as far as pacing and character work and all that and this one seemed very choppy and yeah. you have that big explosion and all of a sudden you got this blue sky and everything and all of a sudden you got this red one and it's bill and mariah yeah and they've they're on this boat like just heading out of the island yeah. just like into the sunrise yeah 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 and uh and I mean, they, they've got this little, like, this little, it's, it's one of those float ones with an engine, right? Looks like it's one of those float ones. Yeah. Um, it's just like a, yeah. Ones. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she, so I, uh, Bill says, so he, he said that, you know, it was kind of getting cold earlier because mm-hmm. he can't see anything or whatever. So he felt that shadow. He's saying it was cold earlier, but this time he's like, I got the sun on my face. We, we must be heading West. Cause I mean, it's nighttime mm-hmm. and she's like, fast as this little artboard can take us. And he's like, good, give it all I got. Maybe if we go fast enough, we can outrun the dark. Can anyone ever go fast enough for that? And so it just has them going out into the sunset. Mm-hmm. And then we see home who just like he's walks. Like, well, then there's that jar that you were talking yeah. about. I thought the jar that I thought the jar was what he used to contain the explosives. Well, if okay, like in, if in you remember, and I, dude, I don't remember which issue. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, Lacombe did like he he like was sneaky about like containing one of these, and I think it was in a jar. And so that's where he like he he just Gage oh, just what? pulled the contents of this of of Lacombe's pockets out. I think, and the oil was one of those. That's why it covers the jar. And I well, think no, he, he just took the oil right. Well, he well, no, he kind of made, he probably took the jar and the oil because those were in his pocket. Yeah. But that's what he used to infect some of the people on on the ship, or he tried okay. to infect them with. Yeah, because that, you because Gage takes that extra like burnout ball and he cracks it open. He gets rid of it, and all he pulls out of it is the detonator. So the jar, you're right. Yeah, the jar is something else that um, he infected the person when he locked the comb. And yep. and not Russell, he, he uh, Clark and yep. everybody in that one room. He had he took out that jar yep. and those worms were in it, and he used it to infect one of the other people right. on that was coming down. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and yeah, one of the other crew members of the McReady. Yeah, so that's so, the same jar. He just had it in his pocket, and that's right. what he used to contain the contents and of the bomb. That's right, and so and so Gage. But there it is again. I don't know. Well, I, I, well. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard to say. But then, but then Lacombe is like crawling through the sand here, the dirt or whatever, and like 
I guess, puts his hand on this broken <gasps> oh, jar. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, no. What is no, it? No, no, what no, is no. it? I just realized. No, I just realized. You're fucking right. You are fucking right. What is it? That was the jar that he used. He opened it up and used to affect this guy. All right. So now, look at this frame. He says, ouch, I can't think of a single way this day could get worse. Look yep. at his right the... shoulder. Right. His yeah. right shoulder. Yeah. One of the creatures is there. Crawling a little. Yeah. Crawling on. So I'm like, that's where I'm like, I think that he contained one of these. But why wouldn't Gage have seen that? You know, I guess maybe what he would have, but like, he probably just tossed it. It's like, but he pulled it out. So and from Gage's yeah. point of view, he would have been seeing the jar instead of the oil. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm like, did yeah. Gage do this on purpose? Again, if it's all coming back to fate and everything meant to do these certain things, did he do this on purpose? I, I don't know. But like, look, Holmes is, is he's scrawling through the dirt and he like, he puts, cuts his hand on this broken glass. He's got the glass in his thumb and it's from this jar. And he says, ouch, like you said, I can't wow. think of a single way this day could get worse. You see the creature crawling over his shoulder. He's not looking at it. Maybe he thought it was irrelevant. I mean, cause like this is this one little thing, right? This one little screaming little thing. Maybe in he thought jar. it was dead, you know? You know, this one little squeaming little thing in a jar, I'm going to kill your freaking whole point of even being here, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just smash it on the ground. Yeah, because he's got the jar. You can't see what's in it. It looks like something's in there. Yeah. And I don't see I, I mean, I wonder, like, frames. it's like, yeah, everything exploded, but I wonder if in the explosion, it just made the, it just made the whole, let me just go back. Sorry, I just need to look back at the uh, panel again, because... Yeah, the hatch is still there. Even though earlier we saw the hatch coming up out of the water with the creature. Mm -hmm. When you go back here, the hatch is still there. So my whole thing is like, is this a perpetual fight that will always be going on? Because if you look now, when Gage is going under the water, when you see his brothers there, the hatch is there, but there's mm -hmm. none of the signs or the symbols or anything are there. Um, it almost is like a new hatch. It's that just could be an it's, art thing, though. It, it could be. It <laughs> could be, but but sticker. It could be, but there's yeah. still a hatch there, and mm. we did see a hatch coming up with the child earlier. So my thing is, is it just a perpetual battle that's constantly going on, and like that's kind of what I'm starting to gather right now as we're talking about it because. Like it, the child goes back into it. There's this big explosion. Does maybe like mm -hmm. it all gets sucked back into the hatch, and the hatch closes, and the process right. repeats itself because now we have this, we have this creature with Lacombe, and then we have the way that every other issue started, or or not with necessarily started, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. It, you had the the opening credits page with like you know with him this, on the Durlith. Yep, the Durlith. Like it's like the flooded ship with all the equations on there mm -hmm. and the door opening. And the last page is it's Lacombe who is now an infected with one of these things coming out of his eye. And he says, be seeing you. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like the process just starts over from square one. And like in, uh, in the idea being like you have a comic that's set 40 years later, 50 years later where the same thing happens, that kind of idea. Uh, right. Of like, it's just this perpetual thing that will never stop. There's always one left behind and this child that I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe until it really truly rips the dimension apart and it's just all hell or whatever. I don't know. 
But it's an interesting concept that you don't get the answers for completely. And I don't know. I, I like that. I kind of, I like it. I, do I want a definitive answer as to what happened and like into the theories that you had brought to me about like tying into the other books? Like, yeah, that would be awesome to get those answers. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, Okay, I like the discussion. <laughs> I like the discussion that it brings up. Okay, I like the discussion, despite yep. the fact that I want it to be like, nope, it ties into dollhouse family in this way, you know. So well, I think, it, I think it does. I mean, they they made that connection. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about like so. You're talking about there was a battle in space, and they were flying through space, and yep. they were hit this other battle. They were hit by something which was cloaks and freaking I can never forget his I can never remember his name they're they're fighting through space and landing towards earth and if you clip this the, thing uh, or you can create some kind of wave and create like kind of even just even a few hours worth of like projecting it somewhere else yeah they landed in Ireland yep right so they landed in Ireland these other ones landed in Russia. Yeah. So even if they're like way out in space and they just kind of tilt it just even just like a fraction, like a tiny little bit, then you're talking like they could have landed, you know, like 60 years later, <laughs> but in a different spot of Earth. Even it was like a tiny little, tiny little fraction yeah. of a centimeter. Right. Yeah. Just the way the earth, the earth spins and That's moves true. through space, you know, and yeah. everything. So it is connected but i want to know the whole thing about the stalling gill right yeah <laughs> there's so there's got to be something further with that especially if both of them are affected by stalling gill cloaks is affected by that these right. guys are affected by that there's got to be some other connection there and the whole thing where he came out and he was like be seeing you soon i was like yes yeah like, i was like, freaking hell yes but i was yeah. also like Freaking COVID nineteen might be the reason it doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. God well, damn it. I mean, they're back to work now. They're back to work with the writing and the artists now. So I'm, I'm just hoping that, like, I don't know, it could be cool if they found a cool, clever way to continue some of this stuff. You know, like, uh, you know, and, and maybe it's in like a story. I, I don't know. It, it could be cool for them to do a, a from here a Hill House comic story. That seems completely disconnected from everything else, but like oh, yeah. slowly you start to see that like, wait a minute. Oh, wait, this matters. Okay, wait, I got to go read this again. I got to go read that again. Hopefully I don't have to go read Daphne Byrne again, but I got to read this again and that again. And like <laughs> it all ties back in and it's like, oh, wait, that's why this matters. Holy shit, it all does yeah. tie into each other. And like you have to have known all those things to like wrap this story up. You know, that would be awesome. And it's like, but again, they don't ever, they don't ever say like, you better go read these books again. But it's just like Hill House Comics presents the blah, 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 whatever, you know, and you go read it's that book. Line. It's a, it, that was exactly. the way it always was. It's it just was another just book. A, yeah. And it was, it's just yeah, like, it yeah. Our comic line and everything. They had nothing to do with each other. There was all these great stories yeah. and everything. And, you know, it just like what, how many, was it five books? Something like that, like, yep. you know, and, and they were just all, especially Daphne, except for Daphne Burn, they're all freaking great. And, um, but it was just all, it's just this one line of a horror comics within yeah. DC, which is freaking awesome. It's exactly cool. what I needed when they came out. Cause I was about to just ditch DC and yeah. be like, I'm going, I need to find 
some horror comics or something independent. And then they announced that. And I was like, I'm all in because DC is all I'm about. Like, I that's that's yeah. where my heart is. Yeah. So I was like, this is great. I can't wait. And they came out and they're freaking so freaking good. Yeah. And they had nothing to do with each other, which is great. But as soon as you brought the Stalingale in, I was yeah. like, holy shit, I need more of this. Like, yeah, there's like little few little details that have like connected dots. But like yeah. also Joe Hill, uh, they're doing a lock and key Sandman universe crossover, like an issue number zero and then an actual maybe it's a one shot or like a, a mini series or whatever. So I'm like, what if they sneakily made that the thing that all of this could tie into? Now, a lot of people oh. would be like, OK, you're just trying to sell this other book. But at the same time, that could again, like I said, just have some other book that like Locking it ties into like volume number. Locking keys like in volume number seven. OK, I well, get yeah, that kind of money right now. Well, that's true. I mean, that wouldn't like. <laughs> That wouldn't be a good place because people feel like they're going to have to read rock, Lock and Key. But I'm just saying, like, what if they sneakily made – because they are doing that. I'm just saying, what That's if they cool. made that the place where it all comes together right. for a place that – for for readers yeah. and stuff that didn't read all of Lock and Key and didn't read all of Sandman Universe. Maybe it's a, you know so – For the I, Joe knows? Universe or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, I doubt it. I doubt that's going to be the case. But I'm just saying it could be yeah. cool. If they, if they just sneak out some other book where, like, this is where it all comes together. But uh, I, I, I feel like so, they would call it Hill House Comics, though, at least. And this is not Hill House Comics for this this crossover. Oh, so, okay. you know, I'm just saying like, I, just that kind of idea of like, here's this book. And it's just like, oh, shit, this is where it all comes together. That's awesome. The, so the connection is cool. I like the connection. It got me super pumped to see what was going on next and everything. However, I would rather have this the Hill House continue without that then not continue oh for i sure. would rather i would rather have another round of six other books that are completely unrelated yep that are just different stories that yep. are just different horror comic stories for the next six months yeah or whenever they start i would rather have that than not yeah i'm not asking for that connection i'm super excited about it i like to have next time maybe have a few mentions of it yeah. Somewhere in some of the other books, just mention, hey, Stalingale or another some sort of connection. Even we, even if it's with Daphne Berm, freaking yeah. surprise me with a really good comic. And all of a sudden there's like, it was like one little snippet of what happens in Daphne Burn, And I'll be like, Ooh, yeah, yee, let's do this. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, when yeah, Daphne, here's the thing. When Daphne Burn hits uh, DC, uh, DC Universe or whatever and comic or comicsology, I'll I will I'll read it. I'll, I'll read it. I'll read through it, but I don't, I just, I don't want to go buy the issues and buy like the, the graphic novel of it because I just wasn't as interested, but you know, if it, I, there's, you know, there's parts of, there's parts of, of Daphne Byrne that are really good. Um, but the art is very inconsistent. Storytelling is very inconsistent. There's mm -hmm. parts that I really like, uh, but most of it was just not, not good. Um, and I don't think they're coming. I don't think it, the, none of this stuff is coming to DC Universe because none of it's on the DC app. Interesting. Okay. Like the so like That's even weird. though yeah no even it must have something these, to do with licensing with Joe Hill. Like it must have something I, to do with that. That's weird. So you can buy all of these on Comicsology. Okay. But on the DC app, 
where you can buy pretty much you can buy everything yeah. that is by DC on the DC app because it's Comicsology. It just filters DC comics. Right. For a Comicsology, Hill House is not on it. Interesting. Very weird. And that's that's why with one of the issues with I think it was Daphne Byrne number three, where I I I went to I had to do a review for because da- on Weird Science DC Comics I do the I did all the reviews for Hill House. And I got the review copy for Daphne Byrne. I was like, okay, all right, I need to write this review. But with with the whole COVID thing going on at the time when that issue came out, I didn't know if I could release it or not. Because the next day, I there was nobody open here. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't go to my comic book shop or anything, right? So I had the review copy. It was not released on the DC app or anything. And I was like, can I do this? Can I release yeah. my review for this? I don't know. So I was kind of confused. I didn't even review it, and but it was awful. So I was <laughs> I was fine with that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? Boy. I think that I think I think it was like issue number five. I was like, actually, this is really good. I think issue number five was actually pretty good. But then, like, I don't know. But whatever. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Like, yeah. okay. So, Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So it was kind of like that was a weird kind of point in that whole thing where I realized that um, Hill House is not on the DC app, which I mean, wouldn't you want to promote those though? That's under your well, clearly your not because they umbrella. didn't while they were coming out. So it's I mean, a, a little bit, but. I, but, but then I found out it was on comiXology and I don't, I, I mean, I have a comiXology account, which is what I get my DCU app about but yeah. like i don't i at the time i wasn't reading marvel i wasn't reading anything else i'm a dc guy yeah that's where i was getting all my shit from so i just go on the dc app where are you what yeah. do you but i never realized that i didn't wasn't getting any didn't see any of my other hill house stuff because i bought that all in physical form at that time i was looking for the digital form so wait so you can buy the hill house comics on comiXology though yes so it's almost like dc is trying to sort of disguise these as an independent horror label maybe that's bullshit man is that what it sounds like i mean to it, you I is mean, that what it I, seems like to you is like that like oh it's not a dc comic it's a hill house comic spark label dc comic book yeah. you know that kind of thing yeah, but that that was the first time i realized it because that was the only time where i couldn't get the actual physical comic okay i got gotcha. you right because i would go up i would go out on a thursday with my kids, we'd go to the comic shop and I would pick up my sc- subscription list every week. That was the very first time after a few weeks where there was nothing that I couldn't actually fi- pick up the physical comic. And then I'd go on the DC app and I was like, where the hell is it? Oh, so wait, you couldn't get it's the physical physical copies or the DC? Okay, see, I could get the, I was getting the copies in my pool list, but okay, no. I didn't realize you weren't be- well, able no, to. no, not in this state no like it was i think it was like especially with the whole thing with dc with what they did with changing oh that's right with different distributors and stuff stuff yeah that did that screwed up a lot of things yeah for sure yeah um it was it was it was quite a while before i could get any physical copies unless i went through midtown but because i went through midtown it was also a while (laughs) yeah (laughs) because of gathering them and shipping them and restraining to their all you know the the restrictions and everything um, so it was, it wasn't a while I could get physical copies there. 
which is fine because I'd rather yeah, not than sure. actually go there and actually get this shit. Yeah. Right. But um, but that was the moment where I realized that um, okay, this is not on their app. Why aren't they pushing yeah. this? Because dude, all of these, all of them are awesome, except for that one one. Yeah. But we won't talk about. That. <laughs> like, that's that's the reason why I noticed. Yeah, that is the one reason why I noticed because Daphne Byrne was not on their app, and none of them were when I realized that. And, and we're not talking about DC Universe, which DC Universe has every single thing they have digitally in their entire digital library, which is fucking crazy. Two comics, yeah. you're talking two comics a month for every single thing that they have in their digital library. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, except and for the aren't, past year. Yeah. It isn't DC universe like, like a, like, is it like a year? Is it a year until like it actually hits DC universe? Cause I think like Marvel? the deceased books just hit there maybe or something like that. I no, no deceased. The, uh, the second one came out which the, the one with uh, Mr. Miracle. Oh, the, the one shot. Okay. A good day yeah. to die. A yeah. Good yeah. Day good day to die. To die. Okay. So that just hit. So, okay. I got you. That yeah. Yeah, no. So it's up to a year. Um, I feel like, I feel like uh, that uh, once they kind of drop the TV shows, once that all goes over to HBO, and you know, like the original content all goes over to HBO Max, they'll make, bring it to six months. I uh, yeah, like Marvel match the Marvel does. app. Yeah, that would be a good idea. That would be a good idea. <laughs> if they want to keep those people around. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm freaking abuse the shit out of that. It'd be great if they did that. I mean, they would just be so smart. Like they have such a huge back catalog and also, you know, books within six months will be on the subscription app. You know, that's yeah. that'd be I'm, I'm brilliant. I'm, you know, I'm not kidding. I use that freaking app every single day, every single day. I use that app because that's of awesome. what it offers and I've got HBO max. So please put all your shows on HBO max. And then give me that comic service. I am all on fucking board. Hell yeah. Well, hey, okay. Um, so speaking of comics and whatnot, you talked about doing the reviews for Weird Science. What was your what was your um, what was your review for? You don't have to read it, but like your review, your score for this issue on Weird Science. Ah, uh, shit. All right. Uh, have so, you done it? If you haven't done it yet, that's fine. I'm we can edit this out. But no, 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 no. I did. All right. So let's see here. All right. Bits and pieces. At the end, you do your bit, you, you know, yeah, you yeah. go through everything, you, you talk about everything that happened and all that. All right, my bits and pieces. For su such a well-written story throughout this run, the last issue does seem a little bit chopped up and crudely cut uncharacteristically enough for you to notice something is off and things may have been changed. But it's still an outstanding comic book with incredible art. Yeah. Plunge is a great read, and if you love comics and you love horror and or science fiction, this is an absolute must and that last page reveal, fucking bring it. 8.7 out of 10. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, there was some kind of moments that was like, I mean, it, I mean, like I just freaking said, they were like choppy. Like yeah. the whole thing was so good, so perfectly timed out. The character moments, all the scenes, all the connection moments that made you feel connected to the characters yeah. and everything, just like everything through this whole thing. This one just seemed a little bit choppy. But yep. still, it was but weird. Still, it didn't seem like rushed. That was what was weird. And you're right. I think choppy is the right way to say it, man, because it didn't seem rushed, like a rush to a finish line. But right. there were moments to me where I agree with the choppy, but also like when they get out of the water and there's like two pages of him and Mariah and Bill 
just like chatting while this giant child yeah. squid thing is like up in the background eating a submarine and they're having chats and like it's you know and that's just the realistic side of my mind being like why y'all just standing around having these heart to hearts because it's like i you know you'd be in panic mode you'd be running uh or immediately into how do we kill this thing mode as opposed to heart to hearts but i understand at the same time get that out of my mind i understand at the same time they want to have these kind of like moments between these characters that you do want to see that are effective. These moments are oh, effective. Jesus. I'm not taking that away from the book because those, like I said, I do like these moments and kind of how they work, but in the shadow of like literally in the shadow of this child coming up out of the water and getting bigger and bigger at the same time, I'm kind of arguing against myself because it almost seems like the child isn't even worried about them it's trying to open up this other dimension of like hell or whatever, as opposed yes. to trying to eat them. And then they just are like, no, we got to take this thing out. So it's kind of like, again, how do you interpret what's really going on? Are, do they need to escape this thing? It doesn't really seem like it. It almost seems like the child after it consumes the Russian guys and the Russian submarine, that it's got its own thing going on. And you don't really know what that is. You just go based I mean, off what well, they said and what the imagery is. Apart, so it's tearing apart space and time, like yeah. it's destroying reality. Basically, is what they said. Yeah, yeah. Tearing apart every. It's like tearing apart everything, space and time, reality. Yeah, everything. But like th- what you said was like the. But those reality moments are the most important part of this entire right. freaking thing. Yeah, those are like. So I mean, that's what made this story so good was those moments. Right. But yeah. then you have you have this huge fucking explosion that, you know, Gage just killed himself and all of a sudden they're on running off into the sunset, literally. Getting the hell out yeah. of Dodge. Now you want to get out of the you want to get the hell out of Dodge. Right. That's what can, they're gonna do. But show them doing that. It just yeah, no, and I agree like, with you. That's like, where it like, really seems choppy. It just all of a sudden shows them like, well here we are in this boat that we got from somewhere and maybe it was in the background somewhere and i just missed it but like they're just in it and they're speeding off you know and it's just kind of like, wait wait hold what they're just gone okay all you gotta do is add an extra page and be like hey bill bill and have her guiding to the thing and like we need to get the hell out of here and yeah. let's get on this boat we need to get out shit's about to go down let's go and then you go to that like yeah. there's a lot of moments where you just needed like maybe an extra panel or two yeah, to kind of fill in the gaps. There was a lot of those and that was my problem with it. Yeah. But well, you could have cut, here's the thing you could have, you could have had a uh, gauge taken the oxygen tank out of his mouth and mm-hmm. then shown the, the panel where he sees his brothers basically like guiding him into the, you know, into the, the capsule or whatever. And then yep. just show the explosion as of, as opposed to having to go back to showing him still swimming kind of far away from the capsule with the thing behind him. Like skip that part, that big part there. And then, yeah, have this moment of like escape because it's like I think him seeing him and like his brothers guiding him in is kind of like the affirmation of like he's gone. Like, he is gone. Like- he died. This is the way he needed to die. He should have died. And like it's honorable and we see the explosion and then we have, you know, you could have had some more story to replace him then again, swimming back into it with the thing following him. 
See, I like that frame though. It, no, it's a it's a fantastic like, frame for sure. I, I just mean as far I, as the storytelling goes. Right, but I love that because it shows how small he is, mm-hmm. and how much mm-hmm. of a bigger threat he was facing. Yeah, you're right. He is, God damn it, you're he right. Is a, he is a non-threat. He is tiny. He's this little <laughs> freaking guy. It he's seems a, like, like it. Yeah. He's a salvager. He saves dildos. Right. <laughs> he accidentally dildos. imported dildos from <laughs> Russia or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> a non-threat, and he still took you out. This yeah. huge just coming towards him. Yeah. Opening That's up. That's true. Ready to just fucking destroy him. Look how yeah. tiny he is compared yeah. to this huge thing. You're and right. He still fucking killed you. Yeah, like that. I think that was the point of that. You're as, right. As, far as the spirit of what this person did against this force that was about to unleash hell on it, like literally, just, yeah, but reality, yeah, just everything. So I, I yeah. thought that that one frame was very important. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I take it back. I take it back. I, like I said, I'm like, wait, I'm waiting for the, the your explanation to like make me say, you know what? I was wrong. Fuck that. And you, you just gave it to me. So you're right. <laughs> oh, no, but it's dude. I mean, a great conclusion. Do I want more answers? Of course. But isn't that the way it's supposed to end yeah. with this kind of thing, with these kind of stories? That's that's the way you want it to end. It's a noble ending, but still like leaves it open for more storytelling down the road. And if that storytelling never happens, it's still fun conversations to be had. It's not, it's not a frustrating mystery to, you know, at the end it is, it's very much an interesting kind of interpretation kind of thing. So I think it's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's busy right now too. Joe Hill is really busy right now. He's been coming out with a lot of stuff as he should um, being stuck up home through this whole thing, you know, (laughs) Um, but man, I would really love if, if they made this deal again. Oh yeah. Because it was great, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Fun ride. It was a fun ride talking to you about all of it too. Absolutely. And I guess the next thing that, at least as far as right now, and I don't, I need to go and look when that's coming out, but the next thing we're going to cover would be razor blades, uh, razor blades number two, man. Yeah. I'm excited to get that coming out. I need to go, I need to go hit to his website and make that like a, like a reminder, like pop up thing on my on my browser, because like I, I you know, I have no idea. I just need to basically save the razor blades whatever website to my uh, like home screen or whatever, so I remember to go check it. Because I know it was going to be like quarterly, I think, right? Yes. So yeah, yeah. you know, it, we're not going to get one for a little while, but uh, it like it was like ten years ago. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so that we'll do that. Well, I mean, we'll obviously find other things to do and whatnot, but. Uh, as far as the actual like next comic that we know we're going to be covering for sure, uh, it's going to be Razor Blades number two. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, before we log off here, this was actually the first episode of Horror Comics Podcast or the Horror Comics Podcast uh, that's been recorded under the Squadcast Media umbrella now. No way. Yeah, man. So, Dude. uh, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be reposting a crossover, uh, that I did with Eric from legendary geek outs, uh, TPG and, uh, yep, 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 yep. and so, uh, I don't want to steal weird scientist things. So we have to make a different sound, uh, get, bip, 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 whatever. Okay. I uh, just, I just <laughs> freaking spat out raspberry soda, soda out of my, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. but, uh, 
Yeah. So I will make a we'll make a, a little owl like an owl call. I don't know what it is. Who knows? Uh, but uh, I'm gonna be reposting the crossover that I did with him on his show uh, as well. But I wanted to make like an original, you know, covering a comic. You know, I didn't want to make the first episode under a crossover, and I also wanted to let his uh, episode kind of marinate and be able to like uh, promote that and stuff and then have my episode come out and make that the next episode. So anyway, Man. all that just to say, this is the first one under the Squadcast media family umbrella. And I'm dude, I'm, uh, I'm excited to do that and uh, be a part of that and also continue talking to you guys about all things, horror comics and movies and yada, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, smackety, smackety, whatever. Um, smackety, smackety. Uh, yeah. That's the best part. Uh, what was the smackety, Tasmanian smackety. devil's dad used to say that? Blah, 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 and yakety, smackety. Uh, uh, that's what it was. Anyway, dude, uh, it's been a blast for real. And uh, uh, where can all the fine folks find you? We, we plugged uh, a great plug, but let's plug it again. Uh, plug, 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 <laughs> grapes and capes, man. Everybody go subscribe, like, download all the episodes for grapes and capes. And uh, where can everybody find you and your show and uh, all that good stuff? Oh, yeah. So uh, grapes and the letter N, grapes and capes on Twitter. There's grapesandcapes.com. It's going to direct you to my wine blog, thewinestalker.net, but I've redesigned it to kind of fit the the podcast and all that yeah, I love uh, design, for me man. myself oh well, thanks dude the doom logo yeah it's so good that, dude my, my best friend designed that doom logo and yeah. dude who who is it name cr- drop give give some credit yeah, there. brad ford brad nice. ford he it, underground designs he freaking he freaking killed that with that he oh, yeah. killed that with that that so good. freaking logo it is freaking amazing um, it's, it's not the one you, when you go and look at like, you know, you go and look at my podcast, I have one with Dr. Doom, but he created one for the website that is freaking killer. And it's so going to be on, on all the, the rest of, you know, the pro promotion stuff and everything, yeah. but you know, just me at Joey Casco on Twitter. Uh, my wine blog is the wine stalker. So it's the wine stalker.net. S-T-L-A-K-E-R for stalking, like the creepy kind of stalking, not yep. stalking shelves. Uh, on Twitter, on the website, on Facebook, on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. So that's where you can find me. Awesome, man. Well, dude, yeah. it's been real. I, we're closing out Hill House Comics, man. It's, I it's, can't it's, believe it, dude. It's kind of sad, I, man. It, I say it's kind of sad. It's sad. It's, it's, sad. it's bittersweet. I know we got more coming, but like... Uh, we gotta find more shit to talk about. Uh, oh, we will. We gotta find it. I'm gonna dig for it. We will. I actually, ha- I still have. I just, I'm eyeing it right now in the corner because I've been moving stuff around. I got something I'm, that I told you I was gonna mail you a long time mm-hmm. ago, and it still has your address paperclip to it. So I'm gonna get oh. that in the mail, hopefully tomorrow, uh, as a thank you gift for, co- for covering all this and dealing with my <laughs> bullshit. Uh, but dude, it's been real. <laughs> <laughs>